Welcome to this new Triple V podcast episode, covering the most recent town hall. All right, welcome guys. Apologies for the delay. I was in transit from London to Paris. Now finally arrived at the hotel. And Christian is going to start with um, sharing his own experience with the Academy, but also sharing some of his learnings by reviewing the students' homework. And I would be very appreciative if he could also do a little bit of a deep dive into what he sees the students might be missing or with which concepts the students have the, the biggest hurdles in you know, actually getting those lessons or getting the takeaways. Because I think there's going to be a correlation with the shark test, which is, which is currently running. So we had over uh, almost 500 participants in the shark test. And there's only 2% of scores which are actually in the realm of what I would have expected. So, um, and, and reviewing some of the answers, um, you know, it's very obvious that there are specific topics um, mostly based around self-esteem and um, self-confidence or social self- self-esteem um, where we see a lot of room for the students to grow. And it also became very obvious, obvious from the results of the shark test then a lot of the guys taking the test, they need the lessons and the growth from the academy a lot more than a thousand X. Because if you are not in a position where you have confidence or where you can actually lead your own life, then money is not going to change that. It's only going to be a very minor influence on your quality of life. And yeah, with that being said, uh, Christian, let me know if you are ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. All right, amazing. I'm going to mute myself because I'm going to have some background noise for the uh, next 10 minutes or so. So whenever I turn my mic on, please uh, you know, try to ignore the background noise. Uh, I'm going to be in my, my quiet hotel room uh, as soon as possible. Okay, well, thank you um, so much for the opportunity. And um, I really am excited to talk a little bit about the Academy and uh, the work that uh, exec, right guy, and and myself are are doing the things that um, I've learned personally, um, not just from the lessons, but but from the students, and really how it has uh, impacted my life, um, because it's it's been uh, a a huge um, change, really, just implementing what what I've learned uh, and. It, it happened relatively quickly and, and it, it was really surprising to me how, how much uh, the, the lessons learned were uh, impactful for, you know, everyday life. I, I, I do want to say um, really quick as a, uh, as a plug, um, uh, I will be working hard to catch up on uh, uh, homeworks, uh, exec has uh, been doing uh, yeoman's work <laughs> to, to try to, to keep up and I've been um, helping, but I, I need to, uh, to catch up on, on some of y'all's great submissions. Y'all have done a, a wonderful job ever since the changeover to the new system of, 
of inundating us with with wonderful thoughts and replies and things. So um, if uh, if I see your question in the uh, academy chat and the question is, you know, <laughs> when next lesson, it should be uh, sometime later tonight. <laughs> so um, so first, I just want to start out talking a little bit about sort of my experience coming into the academy. I, I think I, like, um, you know, I'm sure many others uh, joined uh, VVV because of the the vision of um, Exo and, and his, uh, uh, you know, leadership in, in getting great deals and uh, seeing through kind of the noise and um, you know, uh, being able to really pick, uh, people who were hard workers and insightful and, um, you know, find opportunities that we can all benefit from as a community. And the Academy was really honestly a, a, a big surprise to me. It was something very different than what I'd seen in, uh, the other crypto spaces I was in, um, which really sort of formed, the the core principles around one person and said you know that person is uniquely suited and i need to follow them like uh almost like a spiritual leader and uh almost there was whether uh you know overtly or covertly there's kind of this message of you'll never be that person you'll never be this influencer that's guiding um you know the decisions or or running the community and I think from the very beginning, sort of this message of, no, you can, you can achieve too. You can learn to make these decisions well. You can learn to see through the noise. You can, um, you can benefit in the way that allows you to be, um, you know, your best self was really inspiring to me. Um, but I still was honestly a little bit... Um, uh, you know, felt like, well, maybe this is really just for entrepreneurs or, or maybe this is only going to, you know, benefit folks that are at a very specific point in their life. Um, and, but, uh, you know, like many of you, obviously from how many uh, submissions that y'all put in and, and the very thoughtful answers that you've added, uh, I thought, well, you know, it, it never hurts to learn and I would love to to learn from uh, obviously someone as successful and um, as, you know, practiced as EXO was. So I said, you know, it, it can't hurt to do these lessons. And he was um, using uh, obviously, you know, luminaries from their different fields. And so I was like, this is great. You know, this is a curated basically leadership course and I'm, I'm going to take from it what I can, even though all of it may not directly, um, be geared towards, you know, where I am in life. And what I found was something very different <laughs> than what I expected. Um, because as, as many of you have witnessed, the questions are not geared towards um, folks who are already champions or already super successful. They really are geared towards, um, you know, to, to steal from the Steve Ballmer homework, getting in the weight room, and wherever you are and um, whatever it is that you're good at or struggle with um, making you better and better in, in lots of different ways. Um, 
better in leadership, yes, but better in the ways that you interact with your peers, better in the in how you see yourself, uh, better in your life practices and um, how that impacts your your day to day experience in you know wherever you find yourself, and then really forming a vision for the future and thinking of yourself not just as someone who's stuck um, being a follower, but someone who can really pull yourself up, look at uh, opportunities with a critical eye, uh, and you know kind of grab life by the horns and and uh and grow and and advance and um, And christian you know you also have to keep in mind steve former started out as an employee right he didn't found microsoft he got hired initially as a sales guy so a big part of the academy is to you know not everyone has to become an entrepreneur that that that's for sure that, that it's a I think you have to have a specific character trait which makes you less risk averse and makes you more comfortable taking risks and, and, and being self-sufficient, which is not a path which is suitable for everyone. But you, by the education system, you get primed to be and stay an employee. So most people who might have the characteristic of actually being a, a, a super good entrepreneur they think they only can be employees. It's like you're, you're getting taught to be one thing, although you might be something very different at heart. And you might also just start out as an, as an employee, but then slowly but surely become confident enough and accumulate enough experience where you actually want to take that risk. There's a, you know, there's a certain degree of, um, of confidence and competence which you need to have before you can actually make the leap. Uh, and some people are comfortable doing, making or taking that leap without having the competence, uh, which was uh, my case. I didn't know anything. I, I didn't know anything about the space I was going into. I just did it and I, I learned as I was going. So that's a way as well. But I think that the, the more common and more sensible way is to become competent first and then through competence, you're going to achieve a certain degree of confidence. And then once you're confident, you can pretty much do anything. And that comes back to your belief system where the academy is going to help you, regardless of where you want to be in life or where you're currently at, it's going to help you to achieve that confidence. Because a lot of you guys in the academy, you're already super, super competent in specific areas, you know, either in your job, in other areas, or you have great ideas, you have a, uh, great skill sets to, to potentially execute on ideas, but you lack the confidence of actually pursuing those. There, there have been many conversations where someone had an idea or someone wanted to do something or someone wanted to ask for a race and you always want to time it right. You want to wait for the timing to be perfect, which is, you know, that's never going to be the case. At the end of the day, it, it always comes down to your position and your degree of confidence when you can actually make those calls and the lessons of the academy are designed to evoke a different thought process than what you would usually get exposed to in the regular educational system and also after you have graduated from 
whichever level of education you, you, you pursue, it's also going to evoke a lot of different thoughts in your head regarding um, your personal growth. And the personal growth might not be something which is in the best interest of your employer, for example. So the, the academy really is, a, is one of the best tools you could have to start growing and to also start outgrowing where you're currently at in your life. And a good example is if someone comes into the VVV team and they perform really well in a certain position, then someone might think, okay, they do so well in that position, I want to keep them there forever. But my intention is always to elevate people beyond what they are capable of and beyond what they currently feel comfortable in. So I'm always going to push the team and going to push the team members to take on more and more responsibility and give them more freedom, give them more independence to deliver values and benefits to the community or even beyond the community if they want to pursue something else, but to give them the freedom to pursue what they want to do and where they see their personal growth lying. And the best example for this is the Research Institute, which is 100% Andy's achievement. And just, uh, I don't even know, you know where the actual idea came from, but it all is a result of his freedom, his independence, and his capability to deliver such an um, exceptional course. And I believe he's going to um, release the second lesson to the, uh, either today or tomorrow. And I'm, I'm really looking forward and I'm really, really thankful for his contributions and for the contributions of the rest of the team. Yeah. But to get back to the point, and I'm going to give it back to, to Christian, um, the point is that in the real world, everyone is always motivated to keep you wherever you're currently at. Your employer is going to want you to stay in that exact position forever because he does not want you to outgrow the position and then he might not have the, the challenges in place to keep you excited and then you might leave and find someone, you know, a different job or a different employer. So the incentives by your surroundings are almost always structured in a way where they would much rather want to keep you where you could get and see you grow and see you excel and see you outgrow the positions and the responsibilities you currently hold. And BBB is the exact opposite. We are not going to let you be comfortable where you are, but we're always going to push you to be more and to start realizing your full potential. Because in my opinion, the, the biggest detriment and the biggest regret you could potentially have at the end of your life is if you haven't lived it to its fullest potential, if, you know, and one of the things which motivate me personally is uh, a, a trick which I don't even remember um, who of my mentors came up with it. But you have to imagine that once you're on your deathbed, you're going to meet the person you could have been. And to me, that's something which, is, you know, which has woken me up uh, a lot. Because if you think about the scenario where at the end, of your life lifespan you meet the guy you could have been and then you look up to him and he has achieved so much more than you and he has been so much more than you and he has left potentially a footprint 
of the planet, which has made it a, a better place forever. And you know in your heart you could have been that person. That, that's something which is super, super motivating. And it's something which keeps me, me striving and driving every day. Uh, but Christian, uh, I'm happy to give, give it back to you. Um, what, what's the, you know, have you seen the answers of the students evolve over those different lessons? Like, you know, is the, 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 the way in which they answer to lesson one different than the answer to lesson five, for example? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I just want to echo um, one of the, the themes that, that you uh, touched on, because that was really the change for me was seeing that really um, internally there were two people. And one was sort of who my employers wanted me to be. And one was who I wanted to be or who I felt capable of being. And there was always... Uh, for me before VVV, this conflict between the two, I would kind of simmer as the employee going, I can do this better. I, you know, or even I should be, you know, uh, in, you know, leadership over this, or they should be, you know, respecting the work I'm doing, or um, I can make this better for my team. And I would, but I would restrain myself feeling like, well, no, really what they value in me is being this sort of agreeable, um, you know, uh, emotionally labile person. Uh, and then until it finally just boiled over, which would then come out as, you know, anger, which my leadership would then resent because then it was something that was very um, provocative. And I, I think, VVV's lessons really helped me fit, find a path towards, first of all, identifying that identity that was sort of being bridled in me and then finding how to uh, unlock that in a way that was helpful to me rather than, than harmful to me. And if anybody wants to um, read, they can. Uh, I, I placed a testimonial in the testimonial channel that basically said how I you know, applaud the lessons. And I think one of yeah, the and Christian, yeah, before go gone, I just want to add to this because that, that, that's a super, super important point. You really have to ask yourself with every little thing you believe in, even, you know, the things you believe yourself to be, uh, you know, everyone has their own. And this goes back to the lesson, which we're going to cover today. Um, the belief systems and the habits and the thoughts which you hold in your mind where, you know, you have a certain belief in yourself that you are a certain way, right? And, um, you know, I don't have a, a great example, but, you know, you might have had an experience as a child or, you know, someone in your phase of growing up where you, you might not be great at something. So you might not have a natural talent for uh, drawing, for example. So one of the beliefs you're holding is now because of one of the experiences you had in the past that you're not good at, at drawing, right? But if you actually put your mind to it and if you actually exaggerated a lot of force and if you took action, then you might actually become good at, at that specific trade. And the thing which you really have to ask yourself is all the beliefs you're holding, firstly, are they your own beliefs or are these things which external sources have 
put upon you. And that could be the media, could be the educational system, could be other peers, could be your employer, could be your colleagues, could be your friends, um, where they think you are a certain way and they expect you to be a certain way. So you are that certain way. And the same for some of the thoughts and beliefs you're holding about yourself, which you know might be completely internal, but you still have to challenge them. You really have to ask yourself, do I believe that because it was like a one-time event? Was it something where I might have been unlucky, something that happened by chance? Is it something which I maybe want to believe to feel more comfortable? And you really have to always and consistently challenge your beliefs and really ask yourself, if these are really the things which you truly believe in. And then if you do, then you also have to ask yourself, are these the things in which I believe in, are these things which benefit me or are these things which hold me back? And, you know, some people believe they, they have low energy, for example, right? Then you have to ask yourself, is that actually a good belief to hold? Or would it better if I believed that I had endless energy and I never, ever get tired? If you truly believe that, then you're going to, by definition, have more energy. Because if you do not believe that you get tired easily and that you have a lot of energy and that you never run out of energy, and if you, can, you, know, if you truly, truly believe in that, then it's going to have an, a strong influence on your real life. And, um, you know, that, that's yeah. one of the, the... Christian, I'm going to let you <laughs> go on. Oh no no I, I I totally agree and and I think uh, pursuant to your your previous question um, about what I see both in me and the the students that benefit most and and I think um, you know evolve the most in their answers it is unlocking the difference between I, I think to step back you can look at the lessons. And, and you can do them as if you're looking at people who you will never be and that you will never be like. And you can answer the questions and say, well, here's how they're different and here's how I'm different and say, okay, well, I learned about a different person, right? Almost like a book report. Or you can look at the lessons and say, this is something that I could do, right? And I think that's one of the, the most powerful things about the way that the lessons have been set up is exactly um, what you said, Sean, which is that in so many of the lessons, there is this message that this is an, this is an average person. This is somebody who was not necessarily, you know, the most brilliant person on the block or, or had the most money or, uh, or had, you know, things in their favor, right? These are people who struggled through, huge odds and certainly had talents you know the the members of this community like you wouldn't be here except for that you have talents right you have things that you are blessed to be good at or that you've worked very hard to become good at and the the core message of the academy is just as Sean said you can take those talents and become who you want to be but you have to have the work ethic to do it you have to have the vision to do it and you have to have really the the drive that fire that hunger and all of these lessons show you how different people who achieved greatness built that in themselves not that they were just born with it and so the the 
the real change in my thinking and the change that I see in those who grow the most in their posts is that shift where you're not just looking at someone else and answering the question. I think there's a few folks who, and this is not the majority at all, but there are a few folks who, who go through and kind of go, okay, well, I'll answer the question. I'll do my quiz. I'll turn it in. That's not going to benefit you nearly as much as going, but what am I learning from this and how can I apply it to my life, even if it's very different than this person's life? I was able to take lessons from Tiger's mental toughness, from you know Nick's ability to not you know look backwards and and regret the the battles that you've won and lost, but but move on the the backwards bicycles le- uh, message about you know breaking through that employee mindset that that way of thinking that's been forced onto you. It doesn't mean that you have to be a golf star or a tennis star or the the CEO of Microsoft because those guys didn't start out that way, right? They were normal people who achieved extraordinary results through hard work, determination, energy, and a vision and a dream. And And I think that's the thing that has driven me the most being an academy mentor is watching others and reading your responses and seeing, watching that growth process and, and really growing together. Right. I mean, there, there have been so many times that I've been reading homework. And going, oh, I didn't catch that little piece of this. Right. Or you're looking at it somewhat differently because you come from a different background. And that makes me realize part of this that I can apply or, or a different way that I can apply this to my life or a, um, a different set of steps that I can follow than I had seen originally. And that's why I, I love this format too, because we get to hear from the community and, and hear from you, Sean, the, the ways that you view the lessons. And so I really think the more that we discuss it as a group, the more we get, you know, the last bit of juice out of each of those things. But, I, but just to, to reiterate, if you want to get the most effect, from the academy, you have to look at each of the lessons as how can I apply something to my life today, right? What is one thing that happened today where I could have done something different? Because if you think of it as something where, well, I'm going to make this big list and, you know, tomorrow, um, and and Sean has harped on this uh, before in the health uh, realm too, which is if you think of it as this big undertaking that one day I'm going to do the perfect thing and I'm going to make a list of how I can be more like Tiger, how I can be more like Steve Ballmer, how I can be more like Steve Jobs, you're never going to do it. It's, it's taking each lesson, and that's why it's so helpful to have them in a row like they are because you should take each lesson and go, how can I apply uh, something from that to my life today? Um, whether it's small or large, um, I guarantee you the the impact will will be large, um, and I know just from reading your responses that that has been true for a lot of you as well. And again, apologies for the background noise here, but just for additional context for the listeners, and and this is you know one hundred percent without any of my influence. So none of the team members had any idea 
what the shock test 2.0 can entail. And coincidentally, Christian, and he doesn't even know that yet, but Christian has one of the highest scores in the shark test so far. I think he's in the top five or top four of the highest scores. And the other highest scores come from, I believe, from two sharks and from two dolphins. So, so far, none of the non-holders or regular Twitter followers uh, did even achieve uh, one of those high levels. And I think it's very important for you guys to understand that it's not coincidence, not coincidence that, that Christian has become a mentor. If I remember correctly, he got a perfect score on the shark test one, which why he initially even got the shark role, and then ended up becoming a member, uh, a mentor. But now he has proved it again, and he has scored very, very high on the shark test 2.0. So you know, that instills even more confidence in me in having him as a mentor. But it might also be already influenced by the lessons he has taken himself where they either directly or indirectly improved his score because another correlation which we see is that the um, number one or number two, maybe maybe in both of them, the, and we have the leaderboard for the homework submissions. So we have an academy leaderboard. And the rank one and two students they also have scored, I believe, the second highest score in the Shark Test 2.0. So, despite the Shark Test literally having zero obvious correlation with any of the homework which he did, it still has a very high correlation on in terms of who scores very high. Because all those guys who scored either good or great scores, they also, uh, not all of them, but the majority of them are also active and very good students. Yeah, no, thank you for, um, for that. No, <laughs> I didn't realize that, but I, I have been excited to, um, when, when you're ready to, to talk over, uh, the test. Cause I think that's going to be very edifying for, for all of us. And I'm excited, um, today to talk over, um, the lesson related to, to backwards bicycle. Cause I think that one, I don't know. I have I have different favorite homeworks for different reasons, but um, I think one of the things I love about um, the backwards bicycle homework is it's such a simple image, but has such a profound impact. And it was really the one. I mean, I I think doing the homework from from Tiger, like I said, was super beneficial to me about what it takes, the sacrifices that it takes to reach greatness. Um, and the love means zero homework really taught me about what it takes to have mental toughness and the ability to move on. Um, because that was something that I had, had struggled with in the past is I would really, um, keep holding myself responsible over and over for things that I had decided that had gone wrongly you know, for others, even if I had done my best to, to make the right decision or to fight for the right outcome. Um, but the, the, the homework around backwards bicycle really hit home about how I had been conditioned. Um, and, and I've seen so many great, uh, responses from, uh, others of you, uh, when you did this homework in the steps that you 
had taken after recognizing the same things to try to break outside of the mindset that we get stuck in. Because if there's one thing that um, I think the academy is teaches most profoundly and, and is the, has been made the biggest change in my life and the way I view the world and the way that I approach problems um, in, in the way that I approach learning is that we have not been done favors by society, by our employers, by the educational system. Much of what we have been taught is to make us easy to manage, easy to um, to deal with, to not question authority, to to not stick your head up when you think you have a better idea. It's to be yes men and women. Um, that's what keeps you know giant these these giant corporations and and institutions from crumbling is that even though many times the leadership is totally bankrupt as far as ideas or morals or um you know or or success what keeps them going is that people don't question and so it doesn't topple the apple cart and it makes so much sense for it to come from a a crypto project because it is something that really transcends the crypto world, but is something that so many of us came into crypto for, right? We said, you know, we're going to change the world and, and this is going to be, um, you know, a new way of, of being, a new way of, um, of funding, a, a, a new economy, um, something that is more meritocratic, something that is freer, where we're not, um, you know, just being controlled at every step. And and what I realized was, while I was preaching that and talking about that and believing that, I wasn't applying that to me. <laughs> I, I was not changing who I was on a day-to-day basis to meet that technology. And the wonderful part about the Academy is it allows us to be more holistically that which we've already shown faith in, right? Which is a revolutionary approach to, to money and information, we can revolutionize ourselves. And the backwards bicycle homework really just hits so hard on that point of you're stuck in ways of thinking, right? Some of them, you know, by fault of our own, right? Because we have fears and, and uh, just like Sean said, we have our own need for um, safety rather than freedom. Um, I saw somebody, you know, pose the question this way, would you rather be in jail uh, or sent to war? And about half the people, if not more, said, I'd rather be in jail. And I said, you know, I hate to think about it, but I think that might have been me (laughs) before, um, before this intervention. And so... Because, you know, you, you may be imprisoned, but you're safe. And that's exactly where we find ourselves often in our jobs and society. And, and, and this um, homework, this academy has really helped me to see beyond that and say, just like Sean said, how can I be my best self? How can I make a difference? And that, you know, when, when I see people get, um, understandably, because it's human to, to watch someone else hurt, 
or go through very tough interventions like Tiger going through his father's regimen of, of making him great or the players going through Nick's, you know, in extremely, you know, hard-nosed way of training and go, wow, that's really hard. That must have been painful. That must have hurt. And then you look at what they achieved and you go, that's what it takes, right? That's what it takes to achieve our biggest vision. That's what it takes to achieve dreams that no one has ever dreamed is pain is suffering is, is working through very difficult circumstances. And instead of shrinking away, instead of just, you know, in my case, it was, this is going to be painful to push back against my leadership in things that I know are wrong, but I'm not going to wait until emotionally it builds up because emotion in that case is the enemy. It's going to make me make bad decisions. It's going to have me explode and not think through what my next step is. I need to become comfortable with pushing myself and pushing those around me, not, not aided by, you know, emotion or, you know, the, the, the situation of the day, but calmly and precisely applying what I know to be the best next step. Um, and, and I really think as we get into the conversation about um, the backwards bicycle um, with Sean and, and with y'all, that's, those are the, the huge revelations that I see in the homeworks that y'all send in is ways in which you can break out of that cycle in your own lives. And I've gained so many ideas and I know the, the other mentors and, and other um, students have gained so much too from reading them um, because it, it really, we all learn together how to break out of this mindset and, and become the change that, that we want to see. Um, Christian, I'm going to yeah. have to take the elevator now. So in case yeah. for everyone listening, in case the event stops or start to get hung up and you don't hear Christian talk anymore, then kindly join again. I'm going to start on another two of the spaces in case we break up. But let's hope the, the Wi-Fi is strong enough. And by the way, uh, fun fact, the backwards bicycle is actually a lesson which I learned from then. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that. So um, I think I'll just kind of go through um, with all the, the types of things that um, we'll be discussing today about the, the backwards bicycle, because um, you'll have the homework questions. So my hope is to kind of get um, a little bit into Sean's brain about, um, you know, why he recommended it. And especially now that I know it came from Dan Pena, I kind of want to know more about, about that background and, and maybe what, um, what uh, both of their insights on it are. Um, but what really fascinated me about some of the responses that y'all put in is there's this, uh, corollary between the practices that we actually um, perform each day and then the thoughts that we have in our head about how to change, how to break, break through. And some folks answered it as I'm going to actually undergo practices um, that help me change my mindset. And then others put 
here's how I need to change my mindset. And here's the mental thoughts and practices, the things I need to tell myself, the things I need to think about when I'm hearing things that I need to go through. And I remember going to, um, to Sean and, and uh, saying, well, which of these is really what you wanted us to think about? Um, and he said both (laughs) so that the, the practices are really going to inform the thought process and vice versa. And so I'd like to, to hear more both from the community and, um, and Sean about what practices, um, we might do in order to, uh, stay open and, and keep our minds from, from getting cemented. And then also if there's thought processes or, or a mantra or something that can help with that. Um, and I also think one of the things that is an interesting balance once you figure out that we're sort of set in our ways is you don't want to get re-cemented, but you also don't want to waste time constantly um, <laughs> doing mantras and reading new thought and and not, you know, focus on the day to day. And so balancing that, that time commitment, you know, I, I wanted to, to ask whether, you know, our goal is to re-cement or into a better way of thinking or to (laughs) stay in wet cement all the time. Um, And then uh, maybe some of the, the things that, that both y'all would say keep you in a box or, or tend to put you in a box and how you've worked to, to get out of that. Um, and then I'd really like to apply uh, things to, to crypto and how VVV can break through um, just like we saw the person in the video break through that, that well-worn path and what we can do as a community um, to help, uh, VVV break through the noise and and keep from getting uh, trapped in the the well worn paths in in crypto, um, and then uh, I think we've already uh, touched on on this, but just uh, to ask uh, Sean and and you as students how you feel like the VVV Academy and and the Research Academy help us be different as a community. Um, and, and really push for change in, in the crypto space, uh, both as a VC group, but also just as, as a project of, of learners and of doers and, and um, builders and leaders. Um, how can we use what we're learning uh, to better, not just our own lives, but, uh, but crypto? And um, then also, uh, how, can, how can we live that out in our lives? So, um, I don't know, uh, Sean, are you, uh, available for questions now or can I, should I throw one out to the community and see what they, uh, see what they have to, to add? You may have gotten disconnected. <laughs> so, um, I think I'll uh, I'll throw this out to the community. What are the um, practices that y'all have really undergone, um, you know, to help yourselves not get stuck into the same mindset, or or that help you 
uh, like Sean said, preserve your energy or um, make sure that you keep your mind on your, your dreams or your goals. Um, make sure to uh, put uh, hashtag VVV fund so that we can track them. Yeah, Christian, I'm, I'm back. One moment. I had to borrow okay. Helena's phone. Because somehow my, during the elevator ride, uh, the connection broke up completely. Um, all right, Christian, get me up to speed. Yeah, so I was I was just going through the um, questions that uh, we were going to talk about, and so I was just uh, either uh, I put out the question to the community um, about the the practices that they've used to kind of keep their minds open um or to uh to break through the barriers of kind of the day-to-day -day, uh drone that that kind of keep or or re-cement us into uh our comfort zones um and then i uh i was just asking if you wanted me to go ahead and uh start asking uh you questions as well while those came in or we could uh focus on what the the community was sending in and I asked them to um, put the hashtag so that we can read through them. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's start with the community questions. I think that's a good idea. Okay, great. Let me um, let me pull this up and see. And guys, do me a favor. If you haven't done so, leave a retweet, leave a like. That's always very much appreciated. And I can also already tease that Either tonight or tomorrow, we're going to drop one of the biggest announcements yet. It's going to be partially incomplete because we cannot, for regulatory reasons, share everything yet. But it's going to give you a very good idea of what's coming. And I think you're going to be blown away. If you, if you can put the, the pieces together then you're going to be uh, blown away because it's going to have a tremendous impact on the vvv ecosystem and it's going to greatly expand what every individual member can get in terms of value and utility so i'm looking through the comments and i'm seeing some really great um <laughs> really great quotes. Um, so, uh, Crypto Bros said, thanks to the Academy, you've shown me how to take the best from people who have achieved something. Although it's not possible to change the mindset or polish it to perfection in a short while, for the wise, the, econ the Academy shows how to take it further. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Skodo said, one of the biggest things I've put in place in my life since completing the lessons is a no excuse, no one's fault but mine. It's had a huge impact and I feel a weight off my shoulders. Yeah, I, I think that that is, is a huge part of um, what I really recognize too, Skodo, is... is taking from these lessons that it's it's my responsibility to become 
my vision and my dream to set that. Um, and we haven't talked about 10 X yet, but I've, I know y'all have uh, heard us talk about 10 X goals. So, um, it's, it's a huge, uh, it, it's incumbent upon you to set that dream and then to do the work that it takes to follow. But it's also freeing because you know, you're responsible. <laughs> you can't blame anybody else, but it also is freeing because you know that you can achieve it if, if you put your mind to it and you do it just like Sean said. Yeah. Everything that goes right is your achievement, but so is everything that goes wrong. So you really right. have to have that accountability within you where you are comfortable of acknowledging all the achievements, but also acknowledging every mistake you made and really and truly own it. And you also have to own the things which are up to external sources, or up to external factors. So even the things which you cannot influence, you still have to own them. That's you know the the only way to deal with things if you become a, a victim of the things which happen around you then you're out of con or you're not in control of your own life and that's probably the worst position you could be in so even if there's someone crashing into your car you have to you know still take on the accountability even if it's entirely their fault if you reframe it for you to be accountable then you're going to be able to make more of the situation. You're not going to look at yourself as a victim. And, you know, a lot of the things, and you're going to to, to experience that in, in the future and going forward through all the lessons. And when I start to double down on some of the other lessons which I've learned from my mentors, there's, you know, it's almost like you're living in a, in a paradox where there's, always two opposing extremes which applies to all the different scenarios and you really have to live by those by both extremes where you know for sure something is not your fault but then you still own it and you take on full accountability so even if it's opposing views and even if it might sound conflicting if you can manage to own those two extremes then you're going to be much more successful and you're going to have a much easier time being and becoming successful and in your in your process of growth it, it really takes it takes those extremes for things to make sense sometimes there's uh, you know to give them a reason and then to digest and to make the most of them there's the world is a harsh place and it's an unfair world and only if you're able, if you're capable to operate within two opposing views, that's when you can actually be at an advantage. If you only see the world in a, in black, or if you only see the world in white, you're not going to have a um, a good experience or a high likelihood of becoming successful. It has to be black and white, and that also means, and it does not imply, that there are actual gray areas. And this is something where, you know, it's almost common sense that the world is not black and white, right? There's always like those gray areas and so on. But that, that's something where I completely disagree. I think the world, in fact, is black and white. And as long as your values are clear, your decisions are always going to be, to be clear as well. It's only when your values are not defined or strong enough 
where now you're all, all, all of a sudden in a gray area and you don't really know what to do and you might get tempted to potentially do the wrong thing or you know some peer pressure might get you to do something which you wouldn't really want to do and that's when things become gray but if you have a strong personality and if your own values are crystal clear then everything is always going to be yes and no it's never going to be a maybe and this is something which I'm going to elaborate on more in the future and which I'm sure is going to be something that's maybe controversial. But having that mindset where at the end of the day you have that strength and you have that confidence in your values where you can with certainty always say it's black or white, that that's a big advantage. And then weighing those two opposites and weighing them where you can now make the right decision and have the, fri- the right frame put onto those decisions. That That's something which is really and truly powerful and something which will get you a lot farther in life. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I certainly have, have seen that um, borne out uh, just in the, the short time I've, I've been in VVV, really applying these things to to my day-to-day life and, and seeing huge, <laughs> huge impacts. Um, and not just in, you know, money or, or influence, but uh, even in, you know, my relationships with my family, my relationships with the team that I lead at work, um, how I interact with, with my boss, all those sorts of things have become better um, because of, of applying these lessons and becoming more who I was meant to be rather than who someone else would would have me be so and hopefully um y'all have have seen some of the same i know that that many of you have because you've either shared it in the testimonials or have talked about it in in your responses and that's it's really awesome to see as you go through the lessons um for us to get to read how it's impacted you so um please continue to do that because that's uh super edifying for us as well as um, as mentors to to see how that's positively impacting you, or if you feel like something's missing, then uh, please let us know too, um, because I I want uh, this to be something where we we all grow together and and become better and benefit um, our own lives, but also the mission of BVV. Um, Sean, do you want me to go through some of the? questions um on uh, there was a uh, a question in the uh, in one of the tweets that said which homework is this that we're talking about the backwards bicycle um that's actually uh homework three so if you've uh, completed two um then and are waiting then you sh- it should be open by later tonight and um, you'll be able to access this homework for those of you who haven't gotten to it yet uh feel free to do one and two and then <laughs> you'll you'll get to this very impactful homework. Yeah, and it's important to do the, the you know the homework in in small steps and you always should approach each single lesson with the expectation of taking away one golden nugget. And that's the way in which I have approached anything in which I was ever involved in in terms of my own education whether it's a book, it's um documentary or if it's a live seminar i'm always only going to those events so i'm only consuming that content with the expectation of getting 
one good actionable thing out of it. You 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 should never expect for the lesson to influence ten different things in your life because you don't have the the mental capacity to digest like every single point of that movie or of that lesson. And if you try to focus on all the different angles, then you're probably going to end up not taking away anything. So if you focus or if you open up your mind and if you expect to just take away that one thing, that one key, which is going to then have an impact, a direct impact, like uh, Christian said earlier, on your life and something which can affect what you do today already, that's when you're going to have those small successes, which then eventually you're going to end up to a winning streak once you go through lesson one, two, three, four, and so on. And if every time you take away one gold nugget, then at the end of 10 lessons, you're going to have 10 gold nuggets and they all have actionable impact on your life. And if that becomes then measurable, like you know, in Christian's relationships uh, at work or in his family life, then you 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 know you already had a, a lot of success and a lot of value, which then came out of the academy. This the entire function of the academy is not to be intellectual entertainment. It's it's really all based around taking action and taking actionable steps. And for that, it's very very important to decrease the scope of what you want to get out of each single lesson it's really always and you know it's one of my my key sayings it's always down to being laser beam focused you cannot divert your attention from that one single thing which you need to achieve so if you keep focusing on that one single golden nugget which you want to get out of this, the, the individual lesson that's when you will have the biggest impact and subconsciously you're going to find the thing within those lessons which is also the most relevant to your life at the moment and then you can go back and revisit those lessons and then you you know to a very high likelihood if you redo the lesson in 3 months or 6 months you're going to find a different golden nugget because something different applies now to your life yeah, so I have to uh, I have to throw out the first question because you just uh, answered it without me asking it. <laughs> so, uh, how does one balance questioning the things you're doing in your life without wasting time on non edifying activities? So, um, you just really uh, <laughs> hit the nail on the head, and I know you hadn't seen my my questions beforehand. So, um, that's awesome. So, uh, one of the things that um, I also wanted to ask was uh, what practices or so one of the things that you, you may have missed uh, while you were on the elevator was I was talking about how uh, uh, exec and I had gone to you uh, once when this homework was first posted because some folks were posting practices that they were doing differently and some folks were posting mental processes that they were thinking differently about their lives and we I remember we asked you which one it was that you really wanted folks to focus on and your answer was both <laughs> because they they impact one another and so the way you think is going to impact the way you practice the things you do is going to Im impact the way you think um, and that really in and of itself is is kind of a profound um, realization but what types of either mental or or physical habits or practices 
um, do you think are helpful for making sure that we either get outside of the box that folks put us in or that we stay out of, of the box so that we are always thinking freely, open to criticism, those sorts of things. Are there, are there things that you apply to, to your life that would be beneficial to us or things that you've seen others do um, that, that help with that? Let me start the answer with two quotes. And the first one is, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And that's something which I found to be very true, where if you are sloppy, for example, if you're sloppy in one area, then you're probably going to be sloppy in almost all other areas of your life. And if you start changing that habit, for example, if you start to be very orderly in everything you do, and if you start to be very, very conscious with everything you do, then that's going to eventually change every single other thing you do in your life. So I highly, highly encourage you to pay attention to how you do every single thing in your life and be aware that depending on how you do it, that's probably going to impact everything else. So you better start doing every single thing in a specific way, which then benefits your behavior and your habits at a whole, uh, as a whole. And this, this goes back to the beliefs which you're holding. If you're not changing the way you act, then you're going to have a very difficult time. Uh, you're going to have a very difficult time changing the way you think. And the other thing, and this is a quote by Grant Cardone, that goes like, anything is worth doing every day. Meaning, it's probably worth working out, right? And meaning it's a worthwhile activity implies it's worth doing it every single day. So if you intend to ever work out, then make it a habit and do it every single day. The same thing with reading, educating yourself, all of these are activities which are worthwhile doing, so you might as well start doing them every single day. And I'm a very, very strong proponent of not gradually changing things, but changing them from one day to another. Meaning, don't, so the, the, probably in the most applicable and practical example I can give you guys for those playing video games, if your goal is to eventually stop playing video games, or if your goal is to play less and less video games, to spend less time playing games, then do not fall for the fallacy of wanting to slowly transition out of playing games. I can tell you from my experience and from observing others' behaviors, that's not going to work. The way to do it is to take your PlayStation or whatever thing you use to play on, throw it in the trash, and never ever touch a video game ever again in your life. That's the only way to do it. And that goes again back to the world being black and white. Especially with video games, there's no way where you can still 
play them in a controlled manner where it does not have negative impact on the rest of your life. It's something which, in my opinion, and this is confirmed by every single icon which we study, none of them play games. You have to cut that garbage out of your life. And the only way to do it is to say today, okay, I'm going to stop for good. There's no way I'm going to go back. I throw everything out of my window. I delete everything on my phone and I'm never ever going to touch a video game ever again. There's, it's a very, very bad habit and it's a very unhealthy habit which is taught by society where you have to slowly transition out or into things. That's the, the most idiotic thing you know, someone could get taught. I think the most effective way and the only way where you can actually stick with it is to go cold turkey and not to do it the, the soft way to slowly go transition out of something. I think that's that's just a, an excuse to hold on to it for longer than you actually need to. And if your goal is to stop eventually anyways, then why not stop now? That's like it's just a, another layer of excuses to, to not take action immediately or to not take action to the degree necessary to actually achieve the required outcome. Yeah, I love this um, quote too that uh, Ice Frost posted um, on Twitter, which is, we question all of our beliefs except, except for the ones we really believe in and those we never think to question by Orson Scott Card. I think that's that really is the crux of the matter, right? Is like the things that we're willing to throw out are things that are probably not the things that we're holding us back the most. <laughs> the things that we're addicted to and and that are really blocking us or really make us feel safe really allow us to stay lazy and, and doped up are the things that uh, that we really don't want to change. Um, and, and that kind of gets back to something we were talking about earlier where this this process of growing is supposed to be painful if it's working well. <laughs> if if it doesn't hurt, you're not changing something, right? If you go to the gym and you leave, and I know uh, Sean has said this multiple times, if you go to the gym and you leave and you're not sore, you didn't do anything. <laughs> so um, I was I was curious to know. I, you mentioned the. Uh, um, before you had to go on the elevator, Sean, that uh, Dan Pena had, had used this lesson. Are there anything from um, what you heard from him that particularly impacted you with this lesson um, or any insight that we may have, have missed in the responses that you've seen to the homework or in what I was um, talking about earlier, or was it pretty similar to what we've been discussing? Yeah, it's very similar to what we've been discussing. It's really mainly about breaking the thought patterns which have been bestowed upon you by your socioeconomic milieu, meaning by the educational system, by society, by your parents, by your friends, and by anyone who has any influence on your life or with, with whom you spend time with. So it, it's really, it's it, the, the video is a testament to how an unpolluted mind 
and and in this case it's it's his son right who has a much easier time learning the backwards bicycle and maybe to to the 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 people who haven't done the lesson yet to give you some context so this is a youtube video it's about someone who um, it's about someone who has a, a bicycle which has been altered where if you steer to the left then the wheel turns to the right and if you steer to the right, then the wheel turns to the left. And it sounds super simplistic. It sounds like something, okay, only the direction of the, uh, uh, what's the name of the thing? Uh, the steering, only the direction of the steering wheel has been changed. So, you know, you would expect that it doesn't take that much effort to actually learn riding the bicycle, right? Because like only one very simple thing has been changed about the mechanics of the bicycle. But it took, I believe the father, I think it took him like three months or six months, like a ridiculous amount of time to actually be able to ride the bicycle with the inverse steering wheel. And I think it took his son maybe a week or, you know, some ridiculously shorter time frame to learn riding the bicycle. And the interesting part was that once the, the father was able to ride the bike with the inverse steering wheel, now all of a sudden it was impossible for him to ride a normal bicycle. And you, you can it, it's super, super interesting when, when you watch the video and when you see how you know it actually plays out in practice. But this is a testament to how much your mind can be trained to do something in a certain way and where it's going to take you weeks and months and months and months to actually break through to do something differently. And not just to do, but also to to think differently. And someone like his son, who had way less influence and way less baggage of how he is supposed to think, he had an exponentially easier, easier time to learn riding that bicycle with the inverse uh, steering wheel. And he, he was able to ride a normal bicycle, so he already knew how to do it. But the way in which he learned riding the, the normal bicycle wasn't ingrained into his brain as much as with someone who was older. And, you know, riding a bicycle is fairly easy, right? So you can only imagine how long it takes you or someone else to change some of the much more complex habits, like the way in which you learn or the way in which you behave around people in a social environment or the way you conduct business, the way you treat your business partners, or the, maybe the way in which you control your emotions in a business setting or with your relationships in private. All of these are habits where if you actually want to change them, you know, you better expect some resistance and you're also going to have a, an, an easier time actually achieving change if you find joy in the process of changing, I think that's also a very, very important lesson which you can take away from that video because for him, the process of changing was enjoyable, but you could also see that like the closer he got to, to actually, and he didn't re realize it at the time, but the closer he got to actually like breaking through and being able to ride the different bicycle, the more frustrating it was for him because 
initially it was all fun, but then at some point it got frustrating because it was not obvious to him that he actually was making progress. And you're going to experience the exact same thing where initially you start to change something and you, you start noticing some results and now you're motivated, everything is going well. But at some point, there's going to be a point of diminishing returns where you keep growing and you keep changing, but you don't see any results to go along with it. And that's going to be the point where discipline has to take over motivation, where the motivation dies because you don't see any results. So there's no point in staying motivated. And now you have to exert discipline to actually keep going and to keep, to, to keep succeeding. And that's the, the point where most people who live, uh, who live uh, convenient, uh, average lives where they stop and where they turn around to going back to their usual habits and to doing things the way in which they always did them. And that's when people start justifi justifying not giving it their all and where they keep justifying being happy just where they are. So, you know, find joy in the process of changing, but rest assured that at some point you're going to find that that breaking point where you need to rely on a discipline and you need to be able to still keep pushing and keep moving despite seeing the results right away. And then also the rewards behind that barrier are going to be exponentially greater than the things which you would have expected. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think um, one of the things that has really uh, changed the way that I saw the crypto um, space is applying. I don't, and, and I don't know if others have the same experience, but for me, it was kind of life and crypto were two very separate things. And this, this process, especially this lesson, really brought the two together for me and said like, no, the person that is wanting to change the world, the person that is wanting to take risks, that's still you, <laughs> but you're not applying it to your life. You're just doing it in this small corner of, of who you are and which one of these is true. Um, Cause you need to choose and work towards, towards becoming that being that um, more, more readily. And I wonder how um, you feel, Sean, this, this mindset can change the crypto space. Um, Cause I know you're very passionate about building not just a project, but also people that um, can, can make great change and, and realize a, a, a huge dream and a huge vision. What are the, the well-worn paths that, that we find in crypto that you hope that that BVV can break through, and what can we do as members of VVV with the knowledge that we're gaining to to push forward that vision? Well, we've seen it a couple of times in in our general chat where people talk about the money they lost, or the times they got tricked, or the times they got hacked. And one of the easiest and most actionable takeaway from the academy is especially once we open up the, the section for um, psychology once you know how to spot bad traits and I mean uh, character traits in other people 
then and, and this applies in real life and online as well once you know how to spot those traits then it's going to be impossible for you to be scanned by anyone and you know those psychological aspects they really go hand in hand with the red flags which Andy is going to cover in the research institute once you know how to spot bad characteristics or you know in psychology it's called dark traits once you know how to spot them in people then you also know which you know in what's the right term then you also know which clues to pursue in your research to find someone who or to to find what someone might have done wrong in their past or in their recent history with some other projects meaning and we had this topic also recently in general chat there's a there's a common trend currently where people start raising money for projects with ideas which already failed in the past which already raised money in the past and which have no outlook of succeeding ever so you have project a with a certain idea they raise money they fail and then the same guy with a different team sometimes with the same team but different names the same guy is going to launch the exact same thing again after already uh, pulling the money out of the investors and he's going to launch it again and raising money again and again tricking all those investors and just running away with the money once again so once you know how to spot the trades and let's say in our case we have a private call with the owner of the founder of the project then it's going to become very very obvious very quickly that this is not a person on which you want to bet and most of the time you don't even have to go into actually having a call with the person you know it can be and uh, you know in some instances it was as simple as like three messages in on linkedin or three messages on telegram with the with the founder where i knew immediately in the way he responded and in the way he picked what to respond to where i already knew exactly that this is a scam and this is not something in which you want to invest in and many times the other team members told me how on earth could you know that it's not a good investment just from that small interaction and then i told them I just know for sure in the way they handled that response that this is not something we want to invest in. And then, of course, we, we still did our due diligence. We, we dug deep. And then, you know, it's the amount of garbage and, 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 and malicious acts which sometimes come to light are, are just uh, mind-blowing. And also, you know, every single instance where... I had a hunch that something is wrong. It it almost was it always was on point. And this is probably the most actionable and the most rewarding thing which you're going to learn from the academy because that's going to protect your funds and it's going to protect your sanity because you're not going to fall to you're not going to fall victim to some of the people who are out there and acting like predators just waiting to scam people and rip them off yeah and i think one of for me one of the best parts about bbv is when i'm telling people about the project i don't feel like i'm having to pitch anything i'm literally saying 
I care about you, so I want you to be involved in this. <laughs> I want you to get this opportunity. I want you to learn these things because they've really benefited me. So you end up, um, you know, it's almost more like proselytizing than it is like selling something. I, I um, did wonder if specifically as a um, as an investment project or a VC project, um, how you felt VVV breaks through this mold um, and what kind of well-worn paths you see other investment projects. Cause we see a lot of them popping up now. Um, uh, you know, VVV was kind of the, the tip of the spear and now we're seeing so many kind of copycats and, and other um, like you said, like community VCs um, that are uh, that operate very differently that VVV operates. Can you just speak to, you know, not necessarily any one individual project, but just what you see as the, the primary differences between VVV and, and what you see as the patterns of, of other um, similarly, you know, pitched projects? Well, the other community VCs are not really copycats because community community VCs have been around for a very, very long time in the crypto space. And there are a variety of very famous and successful ones who are also doing a good job. Um, so I don't want to discredit them. And, you know, unfortunately, I've also seen, and I, I really thought our idea was super original with the dolphins, sharks, and whales. But I've also seen... Um, and only in hindsight, I think there's two other community VCs who literally have the exact same thing. They have dolphins, sharks, and whales. And it's, you know, <laughs> we at least in terms of the, the theme which we, we chose, we are also not that original because someone else already came up with the same idea like a year ago. So in terms of the theme, you know, I, I don't want to take too much credit because it's not that original and the idea of a community VC is also not that original but and that being said the way in which we operate that's the thing which makes us 100% different and which makes us so attractive to the community members but also to the uh, candidates for the board of directors and to our business partners and to uh, the communities in with whom we are going to partner up soon. The, we operate with 100% integrity. We operate without any fees. We are set up, set up in a way where it's impossible to corrupt me or to corrupt any of the other team members because the incentives are set in the right way where nothing is rewarded which takes away from the community but everything which adds to the community, that's always very strongly rewarded. And now we have a dynamic which is super, super interesting where even if someone is solely driven by selfish motives, inevitably, because we have designed everything so so um, in, in such a clever way, even then it's still adding to the greater good of the community. And my favorite example is, let's say Christian finds uh, a project which he really, really likes and he would love to get an allocation in that project. But he's only one guy 
let's say he can only put up 20k and these guys are only interested in tickets of 200k 500k or similar sizes so what are his options his options are giving it giving the lead to an, to another community vc now if they actually manage to get the deal then there's going to be a fee attached to this so if he wants to invest and now he, he brings them a deal and he has to pay a 10% fee to actually get into the, into the investment round himself. Now, the other issue is if he brings it to someone else, then the likelihood of them either doing the vetting and actually looking into whether or not it's a good project are rather low because they have no resources allocated towards that process. And then even if they, let's say they know the project already and you know, they like the lead and that they, they would like to make the contact. The value proposition of community VCs is super, super low. They can provide funds to projects, but if you look at the top 10% or top 1% of the most in-demand projects out there who are raising funds, they have already access to infinite money because all the top VCs, they all want to allocate their money to, to those top projects. So now if you come as a community VC and all you can offer is money, then they're not going to be interested in, in taking you on as an investor. Not even mentioning that community VCs have such a bad reputation because they don't educate their members about what they actually invest in. So they have a super high propensity of dumping the tokens after TGE, which makes them not very likable because now they pretty much undermine all the other more serious investors who are holding for the long term. So the the likelihood of those community VCs actually securing the deal is rather low. So the now Christian is incentivized to probably bring that deal or that lead to us. And now the you know he's still driven by just his own personal agenda of wanting an allocation in the project, right? But now the benefits to him are super high because he brings us the project and he knows now we spend a lot of resources without any cost to him. We spend a lot of resources and time to actually do our due diligence on that project. And if it's a bad project, we're going to tell him. If it's a good project, we're also going to let him know and we're going to pursue a relationship with that project. And now we're going to pursue a relationship and we have much more to offer than just money. We have our social media platform, we have the Twitter spaces and the last one with Fuel, for example, had over 7,000 listeners. So we can provide them with a platform for exposure. But in addition to that, we have a super passionate and knowledgeable and professional community which doesn't need to be incentivized to engage with our partners and doesn't need to be incentivized to do things like alpha testing or beta testing because the community is genuinely interested in the blockchain space as a whole. And especially if they are already investors in that specific project through VVV, then of course they are also incentivized by their own personal reasons again to be active alpha or beta testers because now they can actively test what they invested in and through providing feedback, they can now also increase the likelihood of success and the scope of success of that specific project. Now, coming back to Christian bringing us um, that lead and us having a strong value proposition where the likelihood of us actually securing the deal is uh, higher than uh, some of the other community VCs. Now, if we close the deal, Christian knows that he's going to have a front row seat 
and that he doesn't have to pay any fees. He, you know, we operate with zero percent fees. So if we close the deal, he's going to get to invest and he's not going to incur any fees. And we also always reward those who bring us deals or who, who bring us leads who eventually turn into investments in USDC. So in addition to getting into the investment round, he's also going to get a monetary reward for securing or for bringing a, a, a deal for VVV and for the community. And now we have the value gain on both sides. We have VVV who got proposed a new very interesting investment. We have the community who now benefits from being able to participate in that investment. And we have Christian who now benefits from being able to invest in the project, being able to invest without any fees and also getting a reward and recognition on top of it. So everyone wins and everything is set up where it's always a win-win situation for the members, for the community and for the brand as a whole. And that's really the thing which makes VVV so special. And it's the thing which allows me to just talk about what we do and everyone wanting to get in wanting to get involved in what we do. Because it's it's such an obvious win-win for everyone where there are no hidden agendas and all the agendas which benefit individuals, they benefit the whole uh, as well. So, you know, that's a super rewarding dynamic where you can just freely pursue the crown the good with the upside of benefiting all those individuals along the way yeah absolutely that was um that was actually my last question for um this homework so um i didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to share about the lesson or if there were any announcements or anything for today okay thank you christian so we have a, a question by Icefrost, which I, which is very interesting, and you know I can see why why you would want to to think that way. So he's asking if you never play video games, how can you be a good gaming investor and spot gems in Web three games? You still have to be in touch with the market, no. So if that were true, then everyone running a casino would also have to sit at the slot machine losing their money. And everyone selling tobacco or being in the tobacco industry, they would have to smoke. Or, you know, anyone running a McDonald's franchise, they would have to eat fast food, right? So, you know, that's a belief system which is very flawed because there's no correlation with the consumer and the one creating or producing for the consumer. Look at the pharma industry, for example. Do you really think they are the ones taking those pills and the medicines? Or are they the ones operating from a different perspective and serving the ones by analyzing them and understanding what they need? You do not have to be the consumer to be the expert in that specific industry. And I, I and you know I know it's it's not the most enjoyable topic for everyone, but I mean I I really mean it. Playing video games is probably the biggest detriment in your whole life, only matched by watching porn, which I think is also the you know super super detrimental habit and, and you know something which you have to and should immediately cut out of your life because that's it literally has no single healthy impact 
on your mindset and on your relationships and on your overall thought processes. The the you know both of these things are just um, things which allow you to escape reality, things which reward you without having to actually earn it, and that's pretty much in line with drugs. And I, I'm a very big opponent of doing drugs. I, I, and you know, I, I, that's the reason why it's part of the the shark test, right? And I, I I ask it in a in a more um, nonchalant or maybe hidden way, but playing video games, watching porn, doing drugs, you know, these are things. If you cut them out of your life today, I can promise you in your, in a year time you're going to be a hundred times better off than what you're uh, with what you have today. And um, I will dive deeper in those topics, and I will double down on them in some of the sessions which I'm going to do on my private channels or on my, my personal channels because I don't want the, the VVV brand to deviate its attention too much into those areas. But I can tell you from my own experience that it's it's vital for you to stop messing around with those things because they are just taking away from your life. They're not benefiting you in any way, manner or form. And you are, yeah, you, anytime you consume and anytime you become someone who rewards themselves without having to work for it, you're going to take away from your potential and you're going to get accustomed to a habit which makes you comfortable with where you are. And that's the, the, the that's the thing which is really going to cause a lot of regret farther down the line, and it's one of the main things which is fueling depression and people feeling sorry for themselves and so on. So the the farther you stay away from those, the sooner you quit consuming and playing and um, you know taking you know even smoking weed. And there, there's always a lot of uh, proponents you know, in, in any space for, for weed. But in my opinion, it's one of the, the most idiotic things which you can do. I literally have never seen any high-performing person smoking weed. And of course, there's always the the argument. You, you saw Elon Musk on Joe Rogan smoking a plant. But, you know, he is not the guy who does drugs, right? You have to be very, very cognizant of that he has done it once as a publicity stunt and that's it and uh, there's no correlation here between smoking weed and becoming elon musk he, he's a guy who's a workaholic and who gets all his pleasure out of working and creating value and using those escapes and those cope mechanisms of smoking drugs playing video games watching porn um and that then uh um, diving into th- things which yield rewards without pain, without working for for it. all of these are things which are going to hold you back, and these are going to breed regret. And even if you live in denial, you're going to be subconsciously aware that you're not living to your full potential, and it's the thing, uh, one of the things, which can cause and will cause serious depression. And this is something I wish all VVV members stay clear from. And uh, the best way to do so 
is to prevent going down that path. And the easiest way to do so, again, is to not even start doing these things. I know a lot of you probably already do. So I highly, highly encourage you to quit. And I also highly encourage you to not start to want to transition out of the, it, to you know start decreasing the, the time you spend playing video games, for example, or you know reducing, um, you know, if you smoke weed, to reduce it to maybe two times per week or just once per week or only once per month, you know, just cut it out completely of your life because you don't know how to moderate yourself. So the only way in which you can actually operate is by cutting it out completely of your life. And trust me, if you do this, you are 100% forever going to be better off. And after a year of video games after a year of drugs, you won't even want to go back because you know, and you know, even if you would pay me, I would not go back and play a, a video game ever again. I, you know, I, I literally have not, not a single urge in doing so. In the, if I would lose an hour playing a video game, I would just feel terrible afterwards. So why even bother doing so? And, you know, of, of course, if I look at something uh, you know, in a, if I see something in a YouTube video or just because we invest into things, right? I've seen the Godzilla alpha and beta footage. I know exactly what they've been building and, the, you know, it, it literally looks super fun. And it's, you know, it's something which where NFTs also make a lot of sense. And it's something which I can actually, I could imagine myself playing, but that's enough for me to make the investment. I don't actually have to be the guy playing it. And I don't have to be the guy um, sitting there and, and, you know, throwing their lives away. And it might seem, to a certain degree, it might seem hypocritical to invest into something which you know is a detriment to those playing it. But it's still a, a doggy dog world. So, you know, the the whether or not, not we invest in is not going to make... Uh, whether or not we invest in or not is not going to make the game go away so you know you might just want to be aware of the thing and then still take advantage of it because we at the end of the day we are also businessmen but you have to be very well aware that being the guy on the other end being the consumer is not where you want to be you want to be the guy in charge you want to be the guy who has full awareness and you want to be the one who gets his endorphin if I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but you want to be the guy who, who gets his, um, you know, hormones for happiness out of actually working for it and out of going through phases of pain and actually achieving things to then be rewarded by them and not to just get the reward without even having to work for it. And on that happy note, um, I would say unless you have any more input christian we call it a day and we come back to the similar topics um next week sounds good to me i appreciate the time no christian the the pleasures are mine um and you know another short notice here the you know you you might be able to imagine that the sunday um Twitter Spaces events are not always super convenient, right? You know, I, I the last week, <clears throat> like literally the only time I I, I missed uh, one of our Twitter Spaces events was when I like physically was too too sick to actually talk. 
and all of the other times even if i'm sick or even if it's it's not like very suitable because of travels you know i always shop and this is also maybe the, the a good takeaway for uh closing the uh, twitter spaces event today a lot of success is simply based on just showing up most people don't even show up so if you can at least show up you know then you're already already one step ahead of everyone else because most people don't even manage to show up and if you don't show up then obviously you're going to, not going to be in a position where you can even have the, the chance or the opportunity to become successful so just like i and christian show up every single sunday and we show up for every single ama which we have despite different time zones despite holidays despite family time despite traveling despite sickness we always show up and this is really a key key takeaway i never ever canceled any of my meetings because i didn't feel uh, a certain way or because i wasn't motivated or whatever i i always show up and just showing up already gets you ahead in the world whether or not, whether or not you believe it but the, the the fact of showing up that's a super super important takeaway so i highly highly encourage you to always be the one who shows up to stick who sticks to their word who sticks to their schedule and to never let anyone down by being a no-show that's something which is going to be very detrimental and again how you do one thing is how you do everything if I always show up on Sunday, you can also imagine that every single day I get up at the very same time. I work like a madman for VVV. I work on the various new features which we have lined up for you guys. Uh, a lot of them are going to provide a lot of value to you. And a lot of them are going to help us elevate the brand as a whole. And all of this is simply based on showing up and then seizing the opportunity and making the most of it. So with that being said, Christian, thank you again today for showing up. It's always a pleasure having you. I very much enjoy hearing your talk, and I very much appreciate your input. Next week, I believe we are also going to potentially hear the point of view from another mentor of ours, from Leon slash exec. And I think having our academy academy mentors on this weekly uh, Twitter Spaces event is super, super insightful. These guys are extremely sharp. They are also workaholics. They have a lot of passion for what we do. Uh, some of them, like Christian, have also supported us, um, not just through their actions, but also financially. I, I believe Squaba is uh, one of our top five holders, if I remember correctly, and exec also must be amongst the top 10, I believe. And they both are supporting us in a variety of different areas. And I'm very, very appreciative of their conviction in what we do. So thank you once again, Christian. It's really a pleasure having you. And th thank you, Leon, for working through, I believe, 100, 100 homework uh, submissions in the past week. Uh, the, the students had been uh, a little bit impatient, but now I think the backlog has been cleared and everyone should be able to complete the next lessons. So thank you guys once again. Thank you very much for your engagement. Thank you for 
being active students in our academy, it's really a pleasure to read your homework submissions, to read the conversations between you and the mentors. And I'm, I'm always happy if I read the testimonials. I, I know for sure that a lot of you guys are going to have a lot of value, which you're going to get out of the academy over the course of the next couple of weeks. We are soon going to open up the uh, psychology, psychology section. I will only do so once the shark test has concluded. That's probably going to take another two or three weeks, maybe, because we have a variety of different collaborations planned. And I want to, the test to be open and accessible to new members as well. For us, it's a, a great tool to evaluate um, those new members, to, to see where their strengths lie and whether or not the, the, the sharks and dolphins in our server have already a head start. So we know to how to structure the academy lessons, how to cater to those new people and um, yeah, potentially structure things in a maybe different way, maybe have a different onboarding process. But overall, again, I'm super, super happy with your participation. I'm very grateful for you guys taking the homework series and I'm looking forward to more testimonials to more feedback and, of course, to more questions. I'm always very happy to provide insights into the why and the how behind all those different lessons. So thank you guys once again and talk to you next week. This recording has been prepared and made available by VVV. It is for informational purposes only and should not be considered a solicitation to sell, buy or subscribe to any financial instruments or products. VVV does not express any opinion as to the present or future price of any instrument mentioned in this recording. The information provided in this recording is believed to be valid and accurate on the date it is first published, but VVV, along with its directors, officers and employees, does not accept any liability for any loss arising from the use of this information as it may change in the future without notice. Any decision made by a party after listening to this recording shall be on the basis of its own research and not based on the information and opinions provided by VVV.